91.3 KBCS, Music and Ideas. Next is a story from KBCS volunteer reporter Martha Baskin. Extreme weather events are widely covered in the news, but the consequences for growing and accessing nutritious foods receives less attention. What's the nexus between climate and food insecurity, and how do industrial agriculture corporate and trade policies impact both. On the eve of the Global Food Summit, Martha Baskin caught up with Raj Patel, food justice reporter and academic. Food insecurity and hunger have long framed the work of Raj Patel, author, activist, and academic, along with food justice and resistance movements around the world. I started by asking Patel what the face of food insecurity looks like in this 21st year of the 21st century. Can hunger in the U.S., where an estimated 36 million people are food insecure, be compared with hunger globally, which hovers above 2 billion? Ultimately, the face of hunger is poverty no matter where that happens. And there are many more people outside the United States who are food insecure, and not just food insecure, but malnourished because of policies that originate from here. And one of the accompaniments of poverty often is working in the food system. I mean, in America, seven out of the 10 worst paying jobs here are in the food system, uh, You know, from waiting tables to washing dishes to be a grocery store clerk. And that's one of the deepest ironies here and around the world, that the hungriest people are often the people who are harvesting the food and serving it to us. Concentrated market share by corporate giants like Archer Daniels Midland and Khan Agra, says Patel, who first wrote of the issue in his book, Stuffed and Starved, The Hidden Battle for the World Food System, make corporations the villains in the story. The origins of the food system lie in enslavement, and the wealth of the United States was built on an uh, an agricultural economy that was precisely about uh, enslaved people and their transport across the Atlantic, and about the theft of land, of course, uh, on which to grow food in, in this country. So these corporations have been at the game of exploiting land and workers for centuries. The predecessors of Bank of America, New York Life, Aetna, and others profited from the slave system. Unfortunately, things have only gotten worse since Stuffed and Starved was published in 2007, says Patel. Increased corporate concentration, hunger and obesity, and little movement in terms of workers' rights. At the same time, there's been a surge in global resistance movements taking control of food systems in order to eradicate hunger and exploitation, small farms, urban food collectives, and the biggest movement of all, La Via Campesina, who coined the words food sovereignty, or the right of people to define their own food and agriculture systems. The global peasant movement brings landless people and farmers together to fight injustice in the food system. La Via Campesina started with a dozen or so countries. Now it has over 250 million farmers around the world who are part of a movement of peasants who are at the like, really at the bleeding edge of ending hunger and fighting climate change. The word peasant makes some think of backward, straw-chewing folk who want to turn the clock back to the 12th century, says Patel. But La Via Campesina is very clear that that's absolutely not what's required. What we need is transformations in the way that the food system works so that everyone gets to eat. And that's not turning the clock back at all. That's uh, a food system we've never had. Patel's most recent project is the documentary The Ants and the Grasshopper, co-directed with Steve James. The film features Anita Chitaya with the Malawi-Africa-based Soil, Food, and Healthy Communities Project, Like all farmers, Chitaya struggles with droughts made worse by the climate crisis. 
So farmers in the global south who have carbon footprints that are minuscule compared to ours in the global north are already experiencing climate change and are suffering as a consequence. The fault lines, he says, are gendered and class-based, with the poorest people, particularly women, suffering the most. In the trailer to the film, Chitaya explains that the Soil, Food and Healthy Communities project taught her that her crops were dying from lack of rain because of fossil fuel use and policies in countries like the U.S. The ants and the grasshopper traces Chitaya's story as she travels from Malawi to Michigan to the White House to meet climate skeptics and farmers like herself who practice agroecology or regenerative agriculture to grow food and nourish the soil. The Aesop's fable, The Ant and the Grasshopper, is a moral lesson about the virtues of hard work when a hungry grasshopper begs for food from an ant as winter comes. In Malawi, the story of of ants and grasshopper is actually just the observation that a single ant could never lift a grasshopper, but ants together can. And when you have enough ants, you can lift huge things. Chitaya found the most common ground with black farmers like herself, who understand that climate change is real and needs to be tackled. The white farmers she met in the U.S. were more skeptical, but her work and patience helped her reach a few. But there's still a long way to go. And her call to us is to recognize that we do need to lift the grasshopper and there are not enough of us doing it right now. For more information on Patel's work, see his recent article in Scientific American, Agroecology is the Solution to World Hunger. With engineering by Daniel Gunther, this is Martha Baskin.